Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. In this special episode of the HR Chat Show, I welcome back Christopher Bjorling, president at Fidelo Inc., a consulting and services firm specializing in improving human performance. For over 30 years, Chris has led Fidelo in creating unique talent management solutions. Through the products and services he and his team have created over the years, his organization has helped clients design, develop, implement, and integrate talent management processes and systems. Among these processes and systems are training and development, selection and recruitment, succession planning, performance management, career management, competency management, and learning management. Chris, welcome back to the show. Well, I thank you, Bill. I appreciate being back here. It's good to hear your voice again and get to to talk about something that's fun for me, which is our HR activities that we get to do and help other organizations. Why don't you take 60 seconds and reintroduce yourself to our listeners? I would love to. Hey, uh, I'm Chris Bjorling, as Bill had stated before. And back in the late 80s, we actually started the company Fidelo. And over the years, we've had the opportunity to work with a variety of great clients and help them along their human resource initiatives, providing them with custom solutions that allow them to integrate their strategy, their culture, and their readiness to accept these things within their world to help their employees become better at producing as well as more highly engaged and pulling things together for the organization from a standpoint of Hey, how do we how do we plan for our workforce as we go up and down through these business cycles? How do we move forward with the different people that we need and that we know that we need and, and the changing needs for the workforce based upon where we're moving? So all this stuff is just the things we've been doing the last 30 some years with, like I say, a variety of international clients and all big, all small. doesn't matter for us. We've been doing those things for a long time and we just have uh, a joy. My whole staff has a joy in, in creating solutions for organizations to help them manage these types of activities. We'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message from today's sponsoring partner. Hi, I'm Cole, Marketing Officer at WorkZynga. We believe there's more to a company than a job posting, and there's much more to a person than a resume. That's why we created WorkZynga. Visit WorkZynga.com, set up your free profile, and take our short assessment today. We're matching job seekers and employers on company culture fit. Visit workzinga.com. At this point, I'd, I'd invite you to perhaps offer some, some observations around what's going on in the labor market and, and perhaps a bit wider than that at the moment in, in the US, in Canada, and, and more globally. Uh, and also, perhaps you can talk a little bit about how you think what's happening at the moment will influence the next three to six months in terms of jobs, in terms of company culture, in terms of um, what's affecting our, our pockets and uh, and the, some of the actions that governments might be taking and how that could then contribute back into uh, effects on companies and, and employees. Excellent, Bill. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you know, just for my own personal note, because I, I know you did the wrap-up, great season. As usual, I, I just am overwhelmed by the expertise of our guests. And, you know, every time I sit down with them and you and I get to, to hear and listen and learn. And sometimes it's really validating. Sometimes it's like, oh, why didn't I think of that before? Um, so it's, it's really cool. So 
you know, when you look at uh, back on this past season and you, you know, kind of put a lens forward to, you know, the question you're asking me, like, hey, three to six months, Chris, you know, we're going to have another season coming up here shortly, season four. Uh, you'll talk about that at the end here. But, you know, when we look at this, what's going on, you know, and a lot of our, our uh, we started this during the pandemic um, and a lot of our conversations were around the pandemic and everything else like that. And so, you know, um, all of a sudden we're kind of shifting away from COVID. Things are opening up with, you know, the ability to move around more and to have a little more freedoms and and do those types of things, whether because of the vaccination statuses or, uh, you know, just people have had it and, you know, mild cases of it. And so we're getting some of that immunity working. Regardless of how we got to that point, you know, it was it was significant impact for us. And, you know, we look back at the Great Resignation and, and a whole bunch of different things, you know. But now all of a sudden we're sitting here, uh, you know, we're having a major world power invade their neighbor and we're watching the world respond and react. And so we go from one aspect of volatility, which was the pandemic, now into this new volatility period of of how the world is reacting and the markets going up and down, left and right, you know, at, at the time of the recording here, um, as we, you know, as sanctions are applied against one country and different things that are happening all over the place. So it's, you know, it's fascinating and um, from when you look at that and, you really come back to well, what? How do we how do we succeed in HR, and what do we need to do, and where do we need to go, and how do we map out where we're coming from? You know, because honestly, the cycle we're pulling off of, we had that Omicron variant came back. You know, we were starting to open up, and then all of a sudden the Omicron hit, and we kind of retracted again, and when we opened, now we have this. Um, maybe this is our new normal. Um, maybe we're always going to have some type of of strife and 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 issue that's occurring that that's out there. Uh, but, um, let's just couch a couple things together here. Uh, nobody really has had ever experienced a pandemic the way that this one occurred. Even if you look back at the one that occurred back in the beginning of the 19th or the 20th century, um, the treatment of it and the reality of what was done and stuff like that was different than what we did here. Um, so it was a new learning for all of us, um, both individually, but also collectively and in our workplace and as HR leaders who got to work with people and go forward and and try to, you know, adapt to a work from home culture, adapt to, uh, better, better mental awareness and, and better mental health practices, excuse me, um, as we went forward, you know, we went through that. Now, as we enter into this period where, you know, it's talking about, well, it's a hot war with the Ukraine and Russia right now, but it's kind of a cold war with Russia and, and, and the rest of the world. And so we're kind of going back into a cold war. And a lot of our generations of our workforces have never experienced, you know, these types of things. And so there's some, there's some unknowns and some worry that are out there. So as you look to predict the future, you have to take these things into account where where we're going from um and where we're going to and those awareness factors so you know we we looked at the great resignation occurring because a lot of people did the second questions of their of their lives saying is this really what i want to do and then saying mm, maybe not and then going off to do something else i think we're going to see similar as as we continue down this path of unknowns uncertainties for you know our newer generations or our younger generations that are out there 
uh, as a workforce who are experiencing this differently again um, than those who, you know, the boomers that had gone through the Cold War before. So I think there's going to be some impacts that we need to look at. But, you know, in reflection of this past season, when we looked at a lot of our managers and, and things, there are things that there are activities that they are, are our guests had talked about that really kind of resonate with what we still need to do moving forward. And let me address a couple of those as we as we look at it. So I think over the next three to six months, we're going to you know continue to monitor and pace with these economic changes that are occurring in globally right now. Um, but we're also going to continue to have to reinvest in our leadership. I think we're going to have to make sure that our leaders can stand. You know, we're seeing, you know, I think globally, uh, uh, the President Zelensky of the Ukraine stand forth, forthright and, and lead, even though it's not a, a great situation. So, you know, when we look at the business world, we're going to need the leaders that still, you know, unify and uplift and move forward and carry the concept of the employee and the organization's values and strengths moving forward to to do what is right and to produce for the not only the shareholders but also for themselves and to continue on and and keep pace in the global environment so we're going to look at those leadership skills i think more in depth we're going to look at the understanding of what what they're doing why are they going forward with it um and how to develop that leader um the the concept of the ability to be agile for that leader is going to be even more um, relevant today than it, than it was coming out of the pandemic, just because, again, different set of circumstances that are there. I think as we go forward to that, um, you're also going to look for uh, the continuation of just opening up and, and addressing the diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and belonging, um, as we heard from Erica earlier this year, earlier this season, talking about belonging in that mix. You know, we're really going to look at that probably a lot more openly and with more depth um, as we go into the cycle because we we need to get that balance and we can't let it fall by the wayside because there's a new crisis. But I also think that that balance of inclusion uh, and diversity is really going to allow us to steady ships better um, and be stronger organizations from valuing that diversity and moving forward along with those initiatives that we have along those lines so as you look at the leader and then the diversity equity and inclusion models um you're really kind of looking for that movement forward okay that strengthening of, of the environment along those lines so i think that's really really important um and then back into you know going into the concept of well we and during the great resignation we had this you know people leaving and it's like well what do you do and you know it's kind of like our ship sinking, how do we handle this? And so you saw higher salaries being occurring. You saw people giving incentives for people to be hired into. Um, you saw less of, you know, what I need to do to incent people to stay. And hopefully we're going to see some more of, of that incenting to stay. But I think as you, as we look forward from here, this, the new wave of, of job changes is really going to be more around just, you know, is the world coming to an end? What do I need to do? Um, I hate to be a doomsdayer there, but I think there's going to be some of that. Um, but also then when we look back into it um, with the, the economic conditions, were those higher salaries you were paying out? Were those keeping pace with where you know inflation is today and some of those other pieces? So is this something you're going to have to revisit? And it probably is. 
And so I think as as we go forward, and I don't want to call it a full neat jerk reaction. We had that when we were going through the um, great resignation, but I think we're going to have to, you know, get really um, pragmatic with our approaches to how do, how do we handle the volatility of a marketplace? How do we handle the volatility of a workforce shifting and moving? Um, and then, you know, get plans for not only acquiring new talent, but also keeping those that are that are really um, ones that you want to have stay on in the organization as you move forward. So I think, you know, after the, the initial um, activity of the great resigna- resignation, I think as we, and the learnings that occurred, I think you're going to see more strength in being able to handle that um, volatility that's in that portion of um, acquisition of talent maintaining maintenance of talent and uh, fair compensation of the talent that you have in place that's around there. So I think that's going to continue to be a, a focus need for us to go through the aspects of there. Um, and I, and one of the other pieces, you know, it was really important and, and I co-shared a, uh, well, I, I chaired a call back in 2020, latter part of the summer of 2020, which talked about, you know, the concepts of mental health as we were going through the pandemic and people were at home and, you know, fearing for different things and, you know, working from an environment where, you know, the highly social weren't being highly social because they were removed and placed in their, in their homes. Um, and so there was withdrawal there and stuff like that. So I think the concept of, of continuing to focus on mental health and helping people along the way is going to be a critical, um, Oh, what's the best way to phrase this? I, a critical responsibility of all organizations is that you're going to have to to gauge that mental health and mental awareness and, you know, seek to bolster it where you can and put programs and processes in place and, and kind of work with your workforce to maintain a, a good level of health in that area so that you can be productive and you can continue on because you don't want your workforce spiraling out of control. Um, because of undue, you know, levers that are being placed upon them that put them in the wrong light that's there. So I think it's really important for us to, to look at it as we, as we go forward. And, you know, one of the last things is that I'm really going to call this twofold that I, that I'm looking at is it's culture and employee experience. Your culture of your organization is critical. So how do you continue to maintain and build that or build it and maintain it? Um, depending where you are in the in the cycle of your organization, um, is critical. I, I think you know with with uh, leaders that are are strong, like we've talked about, that are able to be agile and be adaptive. You know they're going to need to set the right tone and the right pacing for their culture that really sets it up. Like you know this is who we are, and this is this is what we believe, and this is how we act, and this is what we're going forward with. And that should all be in with every other factor that I talked about today. But that it, that cultural aspect is important for us to continue moving it forward uh, and making a strong culture that's healthy um, and that's adaptive and that's able to to weather changes in in a in a good way. Um, but with inside of that is I think the the other thing is still the employee experience. You know some of the pieces individually that I talked about here, such as mental health awareness or and and also um, development of leaders and culture and other pieces, it really needs to lend itself to a great experience for the employee. Um, 
from when you hire them in to when you manage their performance, when you, you know, give them opportunities to develop and expand to when they're producing top level results for you. The, the aspect of maintaining this concept of a great employee experience is really important as we go forward, because, you know, I think with all the demands that are occurring in the external world, the, the, you know, the psychological component of being safe, respected and loved in the workplace, you know, through that, that employee experience is going to be more critical to keeping, you know, the valuable workforce that you have and, and, and moving it forward along the lines there. So those are just some of the things that I have out there, you know, as we, as we look to go forward, I think those are still going to be some of the, the major components as we, as we go through the next three to six months that really need to be focused on. I know next season, we're kind of having a little bit of a, a lean towards learning and development. So it'll be fun because a lot of what I just talked about is around learning and development. Uh, but, um, you know, really the, the, the total aspect of us continuing to move forward is, is, is good. I look forward to our guests for, for our next season. Bill, you want to talk about our guests for next season? I absolutely do. Just before we get there, uh, just very quickly, I just want to summarize some of that monster of a monologue, Chris. Thank you for that. Uh, There's some great ideas in there. So uh, uh, what I heard included um, ongoing growth and DEI efforts. Uh, yes, there will be a bit of stock market volatility over the next three to six months, and um, that, that will affect companies. Um, uh, maybe maybe companies need to review their, their their salaries that they're offering and the benefits they're offering to continue to attract top talent over the next three to six months. Um, mental health of employees giving going through a new crisis, this terrible new Cold War that we're now living with. And um, unfortunately, listeners, I should have hit record earlier because Chris and I, we, we, we realized as we were chatting just before we hit record today that we have very different perspectives in terms of the fact that me as a millennial, I've never experienced anything quite like this before. And um, it bring, you know, brings terror, honestly, it does. Um, and and Chris, Chris has lived through this before and, and he has a different perspective and I guess he can kind of take it more in, in, his, in his stride. Um, but so obviously there, there will be, there will be knock on effects for, for millennials and Gen Zers and, and of course others out there, um, just because of the, the context of what we're living in right now. And of course you mentioned that culture and employee experience, they've still got to be right at the top there in terms of, uh, goals for, for businesses. One quick question for you, uh, before I do, uh, uh briefly preview season four. Overall, for businesses and employees in the US and Canada, Chris, do you think overall we can still expect things to grow because of, well, essentially because of the great resignation and now how that's an ongoing process? And therefore, at least from a labor market perspective in the US and Canada, can we remain positive? I think we can. And by the way, thank you for this, the briefer summarization of my ramblings. I, it's much better <laughs> when you just put it in that. I, I do appreciate that. And everybody, uh, unfortunately, you did miss out on a good conversation of, Bill and I um, message us through LinkedIn if you get a chance later and I'll, we can share some of those stories because they're kind of fun, uh, but it's not for open consumption. Um, but anyway, back into where we're going. Yeah, it, it is important for us to to move forward. And I think we can be very productive if we don't lose control of, of focus. Uh, I think, you know, anytime a crisis like this happens, sometimes we, you know, uh, we tend to pull back and 
not move forward. And so when you when you kind of retard your own growth because of, of more conservative stances and standings and try to pull back, you, you you hurt yourself. So I think we have to be open, optimistic, and continue to move forward because there's a lot of great growth opportunity in in our world right now. Even though we do have the conflict that's occurring, there's still a lot that's open and relevant for us to continue moving forward with. And I think we need to to continue to leverage that and, and have that vision forward and saying, hey, it's going to be okay. There will be a tomorrow. And, you know, let's let's have a great tomorrow. Let's have a great tomorrow. And let's start having a great tomorrow by listening to season four. What a segue, Bill, they say. Uh, so I'm just going to take one minute, listeners, before we do wrap up for today to uh, briefly tell you about what you can expect in in season four. Uh, we've got a bunch of amazing guests. Of course we do, because that's what me and Chris do. Uh, and they include folks such as uh, Barbara Singer, who's the CEO of a company called Executive Corp. And in that episode, we're going to focus on ways that leaders can cut through the noise to scale high-performing teams in faster ways. Every episode, pretty much, there might be the odd exception, but every episode pretty much will be, as Chris mentioned earlier, with a, the lens of uh, L&D, of, of, of learning and, and development. Um, other guests that we're, we're delighted to say that we've got on the show uh, for the for the next season, include Gary Ware, um, listeners of the HR chat show. Sorry for the plug, Chris. Uh, they'll, they'll be aware of Gary Ware. He's been on that show. He's he's a really fun guy. And in fact, he teaches fun. He teaches play uh, and, and how that can impact performance and how it's a different learning format. Uh, we have a fantastic gentleman called Hassan Faruqi, who's from uh, a large uh, company in the retail sector in Canada called OSL. Uh, a good friend of mine, Laura Tatham, we're hoping to get her on the show. She's been an HR person. She's been on the talent side. Uh, she's been involved in creating lots of different HR communities in, in, uh, in Canada, up north there. Uh, a, a chap called Michael Back, and uh, he, he has led, he's been the president in various other senior roles at the Canadian Centre for Diversity and Inclusion. Yes, I know there are a few Canadians in here, but please forgive me. I'm, I'm uh, also a Canuck. Uh, and a chap called Alec Kotovic, who is based out in the Netherlands, and he works with the Academy to Innovate HR, and uh, they're all about learning. Uh, and they have they have a whole accreditation program there, and they do some amazing work. Uh, you should check those out. Uh, you, you guys might be familiar with a guy called Dave Milner, uh, he was in season two, I think. He was part of a panel with uh, the beautiful Chris and another lady called Elizabeth Veresi, um, who works over at uh, IBM, I think, just off the top of my head. Uh, well, Dave, Dave, Dave's going to be uh, joining us back on the show in, in season four. Um, we're going to dedicate a whole episode to him. And... Uh, and I'm sure there'll be a couple of guests in there as well. But if that's not enough to whet your appetite, I just don't know what is. Um, so, Chris, that's a look ahead uh, to to hopefully a, a, a bright tomorrow uh, full of season four episodes. It's exciting. Um, you know, I've had a chance to talk to several of these people already and, and such. And great leaders, great thoughts that are going to come from them. And, you know, if you can bear through Bill and I, you're going to learn a lot of great things. And we're, <laughs> excited. we're excited for that. We are. We are. Well, that's it for now. Thank you very much for listening to season three. We love you all. Please keep uh, downloading and listening and telling all your colleagues all about us. And we'll be back very soon with season four. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.